Uh, thank you, Pastor Matt. I felt very unqualified to be up here, but now after your announcements, I feel a lot more qualified to be up here speaking now. So uh, I, I try to help any way I can. I, I appreciate that. Um, no, but really, I was talking to my wife earlier this week and telling her how unqualified I, I feel to be up here speaking in front of you guys, and she's like, that's good because it's not about you. It's about Jesus, and praise the Lord for that. So thank you for grounding me this week, Bella. Um, but we are going to start in Genesis 1. Um, we're going to be jumping around in Genesis 1 and 2 this morning. Um, and so if you guys want to open up your Bibles there, um, I'll let you know what verses we are going to be reading. Um, so we're going to start in verse 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Skipping down to verse 31, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Going to chapter 2, verse 7, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So my dad asked me to speak for a few minutes this morning on the value and importance of life. Um, and so I just wanted to start where life began. Um, and in reading and meditating on, on this passage of scripture this week, um, I was just seeking and praying about what made man valuable to God. Where, where was the value that God saw in man? He knew man was broken and sinful. He knew that they were going to be in need of a savior. Why would he create man? He creates the light and the darkness and the earth and the heavens and the sun and the moon. And these were all good, but man was very good. He was created in his own image, in his own likeness. He gets down and he gets dirty and he forms Adam from the dust of the ground. He breathes his own breath into his nostrils. Dad shared a little bit earlier this week. He sent a video out to everybody from Psalm 139. And I just wanted to read Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16 to you guys, because it felt it flowed very well. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. This is work for God. It's intricate, intimate, and well-thought-out work. And this work, this creation, holds eternal value in his eyes. My question is why? Why is this so personal for the Lord? Why does he take time for each person meet them in their mother's womb, and knit them together. Before creating man, he lived in perfect unity. He had perfect love. So why does he take the time, even today, to continue to knit people in their mother's wombs? I believe God's answer for that is quite simple. He knit you together in, in your mother's womb and me. He wrote down all of our days that were ordained for us before they came to be so that, we, that the people around us would see our lives and they would glorify our Father in heaven. In Isaiah 43, we find the Lord calling out to his people through the prophet Isaiah. He says, he says in verse 6 and 7, 
Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and I made. Our job is to glorify the God who made us. The God who chose to meet you in your mother's womb at the point of conception and form you into his creation simply wants to be in communion with his people, and he wants us to bring him glory and pleasure. So how do we do that? When Pastor Billy and Pastor Matt stand up here week after week, and they proclaim what our purpose is as the people of God, we are called to give him glory and honor and praise, number one, by loving God, and number two, by loving people. I love my wife very much. I love my siblings. I love my mom. I love my dad. And that love doesn't even compare to the love that God has for them. It doesn't even touch it. His love has eternal value, and it begins at conception in the mother's womb. I don't deserve that love. No one deserves that love. The Bible says in Romans that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. We mess up and we fail to show people the same love that the Father undeservingly shows us. But that's why we have Jesus who lived the life that we could never live, who showed us what perfect eternal love truly is. He knit me together in my mother's womb. I found it hard moving past that verse this week. Each and every person has eternal value in the sight of God. And our job as the people of God is very simply to love him with all of our being and to do our very best to love those around us. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us before our next speaker comes up. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the eternal value you give each and every one of us, God. And even though all of us fall short of your glory each and every day, and we fail to show others the love that that you undeservingly show us, God, you still love us anyway, and you show us your mercy. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for continually being there for us when we mess up. We thank you for life and what a gift it is, God. We praise you, Father, as, as much as we, unde- we don't deserve it, God. You give it to us anyway. We praise you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What a good word. Good word. Um, can't help but feel like he's coming after my job a little bit, but that's okay. You know, what a, a, just a powerful word of, 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 again, reminding us of who we are in the sight of God. Um, and we're just going to keep kind of plowing into that, as, as you may have seen in all of our announcements. Jonathan, you can kind of come on up. As you see in all our announcements, this is you know, the beginning of Adoption Week and the beginning of our week-long partnership with Love Life. Um, and so I'm not going to sp- speak too much on it. I'll let, let Jonathan kind of run you um, through all of that. But this week, we have a number of opportunities to really partner with um, Love Life. So first, we have prayer and fasting on Wednesday, June 9th from 7 to 8.30. We'll be meeting uh, right here, right? Yes. We'll be meeting in the Center for New Life uh, to, to take some time to be praying and fasting for the unborn for uh, this, the, the abortion clinics and, and all the moms and, and all the uh, babies that are going in there to just really partner with Love Life and, and to pray for them and to pray with them for all those families. And also then Saturday, uh, June 12th, we are gathering for a prayer walk at an abortion clinic on Latrobe Drive. Kids and families can come, and we encourage you to be there. But you do need to register for the walk. So there's more information if you have one of these. And, I'm, again, I'm going to let Jonathan kind of run you through all this. If you have one of these, you can register for all these things on here. There's a QR code and all that good stuff. There's a, a, a way to register. If you have any questions about all the registration stuff, you can see Jonathan right after. He'll be um, outside in the foyer around the table. You can also see Jessica. She'll help you 
do some of the registration. And all this stuff, all the information for this and, and for the roof above, all is on our app um, as well. So if, if you missed it or if I made a mistake in announcing it, all the correct stuff is there. So I just want to encourage you to make sure you get all the right information from Jessica, who does the app, versus me, who does the announcements. Okay, we're going to pray for John. This is Jonathan from Love Life, and he's going to share with us about what they do and what they're asking us to do this week. So if you guys, again, would extend your hands towards Jonathan. Lord, I thank you again uh, for your word and what it does in our life. Lord, I pray for Jonathan this morning as he shares. I pray your word would uh, just flow through him. Lord, your anointing would just flow through him. Lord, that this morning we'd be challenged to be more like you, to change, to become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jonathan, up. Yes. Thank you. JD, JD. Yeah, Jonathan DeVore. A lot of people call me JD, but yeah, I've been called a lot worse. So you can call me Jonathan, JD, whatever. But I just want to say thank you guys for having me this morning. Welcome to Love Life Week 18. You know, Love Life is uniting and mobilizing the church to create a culture of love in life that will help bring an end to the abortion and the orphan crisis in the U.S. and the world. And I believe in faith that God is doing that. And I just want to take a quick uh, second to step back. I am thankful that you guys have welcomed me in today. This has been a blessing. Man, I, I think the gates of heaven just like opened up a little bit for me this morning. So I just want to say thank you. Man, I've experienced the presence of God on a new level, and you guys are amazing. And I'm just, I'm thankful to be here. Um, I'm the new Charlotte City director. I'm also a pastor at Convergence Church. Uh, we meet about five minutes down the road. I have a wife, Bethany, been married 13 years tomorrow, anniversary, and two children, Eleanor, uh, who is nine, and Elias, five. And they wish they could be here. She had to sing in the worship team. But let me just say, man, you guys have really welcomed me in this morning and loved on me. So I just want to say thank you. And I want to really take a moment and honor Pastor Billy Miller and wife, Melissa, and Pastor Billy's son, Alex, as well. You know, thank you for um, leading the charge. I'm telling you, like, love life without the pastors and the elders taking a strong stand for life. What is inherently inherent value of every one of us, this would not exist. Love life would not exist. So I honor the pastors, and I want to say thank you to the worship team, Pastor Matt, as well. I want to play the uh, first video here, but I, we want to see more stories like Nicole's. Dreams always have a meaning or there's something behind it or something like that. So she went to the dollar store and she got a pregnancy test. And later that night, I think it was that night or the next day where I took it and it came out positive. And that's when we told Jordan. And every day just got harder. And so I was just like, what am I gonna do? Like, you know, baby's a lot of responsibility. I'm not at high school. And so like, just everything, I was already feeling alone. I felt more alone, because I didn't have like a lot of support. And I just felt like maybe it's the best choice, you know, I can't give him a good life or something. Like, like what if I'm not a good mom? Or, I don't know. It was just very hard. And then so I made the appointment and I went. It was, it was very scary <laughs> and I just ran out and I just remember I got in my car and I was just like, mom, I can't do this. Angela made me feel like I wasn't 
just with some screaming lady outside of an abortion clinic. Like she made me feel like I was with a friend. I didn't feel like I had to like be fake around her or act more mature than I had to because I was just like, oh, I'm friends with an older, like with a mom. <laughs> and she didn't make me feel like that. She made me feel like she was just like any of my friends. And that was something that meant a lot to me. I remember I was laying down with my hands up and I like to have my feet up every time I watch movies. So I just like to lay with my hands up and my feet up. And then as we were watching the ultrasound, all you see is him go like this and his feet were up. And I was just like, that is like, how could I have ever thought of not wanting something so beautiful and mine? Honestly, I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for all the help that I got. Not a lot of people get that, but I'm blessed to say that I did. And I just hope there's more people out there like them to help those women that don't know what to do so they could have that type of, they could gain that confidence like, and not feel like they're completely alone. I know I'm not gonna be a perfect mom, but I'm gonna be the best mom that I can be. I just can't wait till I have that moment where I'm just like, he was, he's worth it and he was worth all of it. And I'm just very excited to meet him. Come on, I mean, look at that baby right there. That's awesome. I'm telling you, like, that's life that was spared because a, a change in heart of what God laid on her heart in the local church surrounding her and loving on her. That's the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's his actions and in truth. The mission of Love Life, like I mentioned, is uniting and mobilizing the church to create a culture of love and life that will bring an end to the abortion and the orphan crisis. We believe that nothing is impossible with God. Luke 137. Politicians will not end abortion. Casting our ballot for a pro-life president or governor or senator, that is not going to work. The church will end abortion. The only reason why these abortion clinics are open is because the church allows it to. That's it. God has called the church to shape the culture, and the politicians and legislation will follow Here's the tragic truth about abortion in the U.S. These are staggering numbers. Abortion is the leading cause of death in the U.S. Not cancer, not heart disease, not car wrecks, not drug overdose, nothing. There are 17,000 babies that die every week in the U.S. at the hands of abortionists. And don't get me wrong, you better believe that Planned Parenthood and other organizations care about that baby but they have very wicked and twisted and cynical ways because they care about that baby because they care about that dollar. They care about getting paid that money from those moms that are going into those buildings. And abortions are allowed up to birth in some states. In the state of New York, you can walk in the day before birth and have an abortion. The day before. Here in, here in North Carolina, you can have it up to 20 weeks. 20 weeks, 10 fingers. 10 toes, its own DNA, its own blood type, sex organs are formed, all of it. 
At 20 weeks, an abortion can take place right down the road from us at Latrobe Drive. One in four women and men will have an abortion in their lifetime. The reason why we say and men is because we believe this is just as much of a man's issue as it is a woman's issue. If men of God were to take their rightful place to be the men that God has designed them to be and say, no, we may be in this unplanned circumstance. We may be in a situation we don't know what we're going to do, but we trust God. I'm going to stand for this life. I'm going to support you the best that I can and take a stand for life. Twenty-one years ago, I drove my girlfriend to Hebron, and I sat in the waiting room while she had an abortion. This is before Jesus rescued me and he saved me. But let me tell you, I was sitting in that, that waiting room alone while she was in there. It devastated our relationship, even though it was in sin. I didn't know God. He, hasn't, he didn't rescue me and deliver me at that point. But I had an abortion. And let me tell you something. There's, there's times I really wish I could just hold or hug my 21-year-old son or daughter. I can celebrate birthdays with them, and I can love on them. I can text them. I know God has redeemed me, and that sin has been removed as far as the east is from the west, and he no, he no longer even remembers it because of that bloodshed that was spilled. But because he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for me, that his perfect blood was shed on the cross, I don't have to face that shame and that guilt and that condemnation any longer. So I thank you, for Jesus, for that. 54% of those who have abortions identify as Christian. They actually say that 25% of women that have abortions say they visited an evangelical church within one month. Because this issue is typically not talked about. We don't share it. We, 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 we say a lot of other different things, but not abortion. We are not a ministry about any type of shame and condemnation. We are about healing and restoration in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus. Through the Holy Spirit, we are not a ministry about shame and condemnation. We desire to see the gospel go forward. We desire to see lives change for the, through the power of the Spirit of God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Are you thankful for that promise? We were once far from God, and he's delivered us. He rescued us. He took us from a kingdom of darkness and brought us to his marvelous light. Praise be to God. And this is a look back at what God has done through the church. This goes beyond just what a love life thing is. This is the church of Jesus. We've seen 3,000 babies saved. Come on. like We can rejoice in that. Hallelujah. 3,000 lives that have been rescued from the doorstep of death and destruction. Abortion is horrific, but these are over 3,000 babies that now could be the next great preacher, missionary, Martin Luther King, Billy Graham, whoever. Like, now they have a chance. We've seen up to 70% drop in abortions on Wednesdays and on Saturdays on concentrated days of prayer. So think about it. When you come up for this Wednesday, this adoption week for Resurrection Church, when you guys are entering into this week and you're preparing for spiritual warfare, don't make no mistake about it. We are entering into a battlefield that is being fought in the heavens, even though we know who wears the victor's crown. 
but he invites us in to intercede for those moms and dads, even now at this, at this time. But we see a 70% drop on Wednesdays and on Saturdays when the light of the world, Jesus, when the church shows up into the darkest areas of our city. 70% drop. We were seeing over 50 abortions on a Saturday. Now, yesterday, there was 15 moms in there. Now, we, we grieve and we mourn over those 15. But praise be to God that we are seeing an absolute, just a, a, a shift when the light shows up. We've seen over 85,000 people have prayer walked. We've seen 500 plus partnering churches. Now, resurrection is one of them. Praise be to God. Praise God. Taking a bold stand for life, saying, not on our watch. We've seen 28 plus abortion workers have felt compelled to leave the industry altogether. They put down their instruments of, of, of destruction and they said, I can't do this anymore. And they've walked away. We've seen 3,000 plus people connected beyond the prayer walks. That includes orphan care, mentors, sidewalk outreach teams, all of it. People connected say, I'm, I want to go further. Prayer is the key, people. Prayer. As we press in to pray and plead in anguish and cry out to God, we believe that God will answer his people's prayers. Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Church, what God started here five years ago is now spreading across this nation and around the world. We declare life over every person that will be driving to this place today. We pray right now for those that are in this place that are making decisions of life and death. God, we speak life right now. We're not waiting on politicians to change the culture. The church of Jesus Christ can change the culture towards love and towards life. I've called you to the least of these. I've called you to be a voice to the voiceless. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity that you have given us, that you have entrusted us to be here, to be that light that you've called us to be. This morning we gather in Charlotte, but they're gathering in Greensboro right now. They're gathering in Raleigh. They're gathering in New York City. And four new cities, Bronx, Fayetteville, Boise, Idaho, Savannah, Georgia. And let me tell you that this is just the beginning, church. This is just the beginning. They saved mine too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, that's right. We can give the Lord honor and praise for that. So this is Resurrection Church's Adoption Week. Like I mentioned, you know, we are, it begins today. This is just really to raise awareness, to educate 
about the tragic truth of abortion, to see the stats, to see that you guys being involved matters. Every individual in this room can do something. And it's amazing when the, when the church stands in the gap to be a voice for the voiceless, that moms choose, choose life. A lot of these moms, they don't even know where, it's like, a, it's like a voice from heaven. They're like, I just felt uncomfortable. I felt something, and I had to leave that place. So this is the Sunday launch on Wednesday. Pray and fast. Intercede. Be in prayer for these moms, these dads, these families, these babies, the abortionists, the doctors, the escorts, the security, people that are there escorting people in, those pro-aborts that want nothing more than the complete destruction of these babies. And on Saturday, we're going to go to the darkest place in our city. That's Latrobe Drive. There's four abortion centers in, in Charlotte. But Latrobe, there's 150 to 200 babies that die every, every single week in Charlotte. Think about that. 150 to 200. Imagine if tomorrow you guys found out that there was going to be a school shooting where 150 to 200 kids would die. We would do everything we could to stop that from happening. Everything. Even laying down our own lives to save those children. But God is calling us to, to go to the darkest place. And let me tell you another thing, too. Latrobe Drive is the, is the busiest abortion center in the southeast. Bigger than Atlanta. Bigger than Miami. Bigger than Raleigh. Bigger than Jacksonville. Orlando. Any other major city in the southeast. There's more abortions that happen in Charlotte than anywhere else in the southeast. And let me tell you something. Your presence, church, it matters. It does the stats, the numbers, they don't lie. When the church of Jesus shows up to pray and intercede, miracles happen. And, on, and connect even beyond the prayer walk. So after the prayer walk, if God's stirring in your heart to go beyond, to be an, out, to be an outreach team, to be an orphan care, mentor, financial uh, pioneer, whatever God's calling you to be, to connect beyond the prayer walk. So right now, 1 John 3, 16 through 8, and 18 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is powerful. This is powerful. And let me just tell you something, too, before I go into this code of conduct. If anybody here has experienced an abortion in the past, I don't want to, I, I want to piggyback, I want to go back quickly. That one in four men and women, if you've experienced this, like I have, just know there's healing in the name of Jesus. You are not, this is not the unpardonable sin. It's not. Come to Jesus. Let him heal you and restore you. And I just, I wanted to share that because I had to deal with that, the reality of that weight. But the code of conduct with love life is a couple quick, quick things, simple things that I want to make you guys aware of. Number one, there's going to be opposition out there at the prayer walk. There will be pro boards. There will be people mocking, yelling, insulting, everything. We ask that nobody would engage them, period. We do not speak to them. We're there to worship. We're there to pray and intercede. That's it. And another code of conduct is that we would ask, because this is considered a, a protest by government standards, no concealed carry weapons are allowed. That's it. That's pretty much it. Come, be, you're free in Christ to worship, pray, intercede, and pray. That's it. So to believe is to commit, as we read in 1 John chapter 4. To believe. What is God calling you to do right now in this moment? 
It's God calling you to say, yes, here I am, Lord, send me. I want to be involved with your work of what you're doing through your church. And I want to be in surrender to you, Jesus. Here I am, send me. So in the vision booklet around you, you're going to see on page 10, you will see a connection card. You're also going to see a QR code on one side and then an actual physical card to fill out on the other. I have pens out in the, waiting, in the lobby you know, waiting uh, for you as well. I'll be able to talk with you about this. Um, but I want to see Resurrection Church show up in powerful, mighty ways on, on, on Saturday. And I believe it's going to happen. You know, if, if you can't stand for a long time, bring a chair. We have bottled waters, everything else. But I'm telling you, your presence, it makes a difference. So I want to quickly pray over everyone now. We can bow our heads. But I just want to ask is where your heads bowed before the Lord. If you feel the prompting of the Spirit of God that is on you, that you say, I can't say no to this moment. If I say no to this moment, God, I'm saying no to you. And I don't want to because, as we sang earlier, because you are worthy. You are worthy of it all. Romans 12 says to, we're called to lay down our lives as a living sacrifice, and that is our true and proper worship. So I pray now, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, as you are here, you meet us. God, I pray that you will press upon the people's hearts. And if you feel stirred now, Resurrection Church, that you can either fast and pray on Wednesday or you want to go to the prayer walk and, and intercede in a heavenly spiritual realm that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against cosmic forces. But we want to intercede. I would ask that you would raise your hand right now. Raise them high. If say, Lord, here I am, send me. Here I am, Lord, send me. We can all do something. We can fast and pray. There are babies that will be scheduled to die this week and this Saturday. And I want to say praise God for all the faithful men and women that have raised their hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for stirring in your church. I pray those that have not raised their hand, God, that they would at least intercede and pray. We can all pray, Lord. We can all present our request to you. And you hear us. And you respond in accordance with our prayers. God, you're worthy of it all. Thank you, Lord, for faithful brothers and sisters. Thank you, thank you for your church. We want to pray now, God, for those men and women, those families, as they might be making phone calls tomorrow to a, to a call center, to be scheduling appointments for their babies this week to die. We pray, God, but for miracles in the name of Jesus. You have all authority and all power, all dominion, all might. You lack nothing, God. And we pray for a culture to shift. We pray for lives to be spared, Lord. We know that the shedding of innocent blood is one thing that you detest. The word of God is true and you abhor it. But God, you give grace and you give mercy and you give love for those that claim Christ, that surrender their life and trust in Jesus. 
So I pray now, Lord, stir in the hearts of your people here. Thank you for this opportunity that you've entrusted us this day in 2021 to go forth and to be strong, mighty ambassadors for Jesus. And we know that you never leave us and you never forsake us. You are with us. You are not against us. You are for us. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your truth. And we pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen.